Never in doubt, Kevin Barker. Never in doubt. Had it all the way. All the way. In the palm of his hand. In the palm of his left hand. Well. I'd be lying if I said that I honestly expected this edition of Blue Jays Talk would turn into a Kikuchi Fest, which is what I called it on on social media. Uh, and please join us. The numbers are 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. We've got all this cake, all this booze here in front of us for Kikuchi Fest. You, I mean, you might as well join us. So you don't know how often we're going to be able to hold these little parties. Uh, all kidding aside, a 4-1 win for the Blue Jays. A normal baseball game. Good starting pitching. Timely hitting. Good base running. Good defense. Bullpen does its job. It's an easy game, isn't it, Kevin Barker, when your starting pitcher does what you say Kikuchi did? Yeah, it's amazing how good the Blue Jays can look if their starting pitcher looks like he's been out there before. Like, like that. That's exactly that's exactly what you say Kikuchi looked like. You know, look, his he was very confident. You could tell that, right? He was fired up. You know, when Vladdy made that play, he was running over there. He was fist pumping. He was doing some things with his glove. He was excited, right? He was thinking more about getting some dudes out than all those things that go into what it takes to be a good pitcher. Uh, the, the mechanics for me is the best I've ever seen, and and for that reason, you saw the velocity go up, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I've been saying this to you forever since he's been a Blue Jay. Where's the velocity been? And all of a sudden, we're starting to see a lot of 96s. We saw quite a few 97s. We saw some 98s when he needed that. That elevated 98 after the cutter, the slider, the slow breaking ball, threw a couple slow breaking balls. Oh, oh, you know, that's a little get me over. He feels like he's still getting the feel of that thing. But he like he loves the cutter. You gonna throw the cutter? You need the ninety six to ninety eight. He had that tonight. Right. And I got and, and oh by the way, Danny in the pitch clock, uh, that no shaking and get it and go. That's a big deal for him. He averaged fourteen pitches an inning. That for me is very efficient. You throw a strike one. You're getting after dudes. He had a clue right when he when yeah. he executed it, and that's a big deal. Good for four one four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. As always, the numbers to call in. It is your show. Your thoughts on Yusei Kikuchi. Your thoughts on Matt Chapman. John Schneider moving Matt Chapman into the cleanup spot. Coming through again, Matt Chapman, 11 hits in five games. As you heard the uh, as you heard Ben Wagner say, that ties George Bell and Shannon Stewart for uh, the most hits in the first five games of a season. And uh, again, John Schneider, as I mentioned, into the cleanup spot, coming through a uh, home run from Dalton Varsho. And Dalton Varsho, you know, it, a little bit of here's the thing about here's the thing about Yusei Kikuchi tonight. Because he wasn't laboring, because he was working fast, he was getting good defense behind him, right? And, th- and that's that's part of the deal. That's part of the deal. I think really. The play, of, I'm not going to say the play of the game, but I, I think the play that really kind of put some wind in his sails was that 7-2, was that, was that double play, uh, Dalton Varsho throwing, throwing home and getting, who was it at home? It was Duffy at home. It was on a, a, a line drive off the bat of Jackie Bradley Jr. You know, Yusei Kikuchi had given up a home run to lead off the second inning, gives up a single, a wild pitch. It looks like it's all going pear-shaped. That inning ends on in a great defensive play, and Kevin one two three. I mean, he retires the next six batters, barely breaks a sweat, uh, and 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 finishes the game by striking out Eaton and striking out Lopez, going ninety seven ninety eight, 
And you're right. It, it, we, we've always talked about the cutter. And, I mean, remember last year was – last year they wanted to take the cutter away from him, right? And they may have, in fact, tried that. I mean, they, they just – they didn't know what to make of it. But you're absolutely right. I, I'm kind of with what Joe Siddle said in the pregame. I don't know. I don't know how how you can manage as a starter if you're just throwing the limited number of pitches that Kikuchi's throwing. The stuff that he was doing last year in the bullpen, you know, worked using his, his soft stuff to set up the, the hard stuff. I don't know if that works as a starter. But from what I've seen today, uh, if he's going to insist on throwing the cutter, which is a pitch I don't necessarily like, as long as he's getting 97, 98 and elevating, as you said, you can get away with it. What you can't do is throw your cutter and then get 93, 94 or whatever it is, or 95, 95 96. You've got to get it into those upper echelons. Yeah, you got to you got to have good separation between your pitches when it comes to your velocity, right? It gives a hitter something else to think about. He's throwing them enough for strikes. He's got a lot of confidence in his cutter now. You know, I think it's give and take for the Blue Jays and Pete Walker. We want you to make all these mechanical changes, the fluidity, you know, the trying to have the longer arm action, just, you know, not overthinking it, stop the mm-hmm. sh- shaking off the catcher, all those things. We'll give you the cutter. You can throw the cutter if you do those kind of things. It's give it's and a take fair a little point. bit, right? Yeah, you can't take everything fair away point. from him. Fair point. And now because he's mechanically sound, he has a good rhythm, you know, he's he's listening to his catcher, he's throwing harder. And I've said this to you before, I used to try and hit. It's hard. It ain't easy to hit 97, 98 miles an hour and for him to have it now and go north and south with it. He don't got to go east and west mm-hmm. with it. He just goes north and south with it and can have it with two strikes to a good right-handed hitter. I mean, yet- that's really good. And you mentioned Varsho. Varsho in the outfield, Jeff, I just want to mention this real quick. He was perfect when it comes to getting behind that baseball. He knows he doesn't have a strong arm. So you have to be mechanically sound. You got to fight to get behind the baseball to get your momentum going towards you where you want the ball to end up, and you have to follow your throw. He did it perfectly, and that's why it gave Danny Jansen the big hop to where he mm-hmm. can give Duffy the lane, right, and then attack the baseball and make the tag. So everything all around, I'm with you. That's a giant play, right? That was a big play in the game, and that gave him a lot of confidence. And they played good defense because he was throwing strikes. Those strikes, yep. defense is on your toes. And he looked good. And, again, I get back to this. Man, they're a really good-looking team when their starting pitcher's good. Yeah, they played good defense. They ran the base as well. They did They did an awful lot of did an awful lot of good things. And, you know, we talk about Yusei Kikuchi. Two three-ball counts, nine, and he got nine swings and misses. 69 pitches, 47 strikes. You know, didn't have a ton of strikeouts. But that's okay if you're going to have that type of a if you're going to have that type of a performance, and especially coming off what happened with Jose Barrios last night. Like this was, you know, you want to talk about a a a tonic, right? A tonic for the troops. You want to talk about a bit of a, a an uplift. Well, that's what this start. That's what this start is giving the Blue Jays. Now you got Alec Manoa. You got your big boys going in the next two games of this series. You got Manoa tomorrow. You got you got. Uh, Bassett, I'm sorry, Gossman's pitching. No, it's Manoa and Gossman. Yeah, so you got your two big boys yeah. going uh, to wrap up the series, and uh, yeah, you're feeling you're feeling a lot better about yourself right now than you were 24 hours ago. Four one, the Blue Jays beating the Royals. Jared in Calgary, you're on Blue Jays talk with Blair and Barker. The cooch is loose. The cooch is loose. The cooch is loose. It's Kikuchi Fest. You've been waiting. You got your hat on. I got party. I got party favors here. I got like I got cake. 
I got all sorts of stuff oh, here. I got, I got the kazoos out and everything. There um, you go. You know what? You know what? As good as Kikuchi was tonight, Ben brought this up on the on the on the radio cast. I am digging the 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 base running of this year's edition of the Blue Jays. You know that play mm-hmm. where Witt went from second to third on that routine pop out that Jano hit. I think it was Jansen mm-hmm. that hit it. Um, you know, yep. last year do they do, do they run? What do you guys think? Do you think they run on that on that flyout last year? Uh, yeah, it depends who's, frankly, it depends who's on base. If, 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 uh, I'm looking at that spot, if that's Alejandro Kirk hitting in that spot, I, I don't know about that. I will be say nice, this nice. and, and no, well, Jared, and I want you to stay in the line. I will say this, this lineup, Kevin Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, Chapman, Varsho, Merrifield, Jansen, Espinal, Kiermaier. They're not all speed burners. There's not one person in that lineup. Who's not a good base runner. I'm not saying they're all superstars. That they're all going to win, you know, the stolen base titles. But there isn't anybody in that lineup that doesn't know how to take the extra base that isn't smart in the base pass. That's one of the best base running lineups I've seen a Blue Jays team have in a long, long time. Yeah, to Jared's point, yeah. which you made a great point, you know, the, the the superstars are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. They're leading by example, and everybody else is sort, sort of following suit, and that's exactly what you need this team to do. They're not always going to hit the three-run homer. They, they're going to try and, air quote, manufacture runs. Bigger bases go first to third. J- Jared, let me ask you this. We saw Dalton Varsho drop that bunt, that drag bunt. Uh, in the what was it? Was it the in the eighth inning? I mean that that set the stage for that for the final Jays run to score. You know, I'm not a big fan of bunting. I think it's a wasted. More often than not, it's 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 a wasted opportunity. But I wanted to ask you, Jared. You 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 talk about how good they are in the base pass and everything. How nice was it to see? Was it to see that being used as a weapon though, and have a you know and and have an end have a positive result on the outcome of the game. Well, you know, when was the last time you remember seeing a Blue Jays team utilizing the drag bunt the well as, as well as Dalton used it today? I don't know. I can't remember. You know, uh, and, and is it because the bases are bigger? Is it a tiny bit closer? He's two inch and a half closer to the base? Maybe, maybe not. But the thing is, you don't need to be fast to be good on the base pads. It's all between the ears. And, and I, th- I think, uh, I think uh, Kevin will agree with me there. Yep, Jared, we're going to let you run. Thanks, man. That's really good. That is true. Kevin, you made the point. Want to be a good teammate? Be a good teammate. On score. the base pass, go, go first to home. Go, go first to go home first for a guy. Home. Yeah, when yeah. you should, when you, when you shouldn't be, go first to home. I like Varsho because there's a tough lefty on the mound. He he likes doing the drag bunt against left. He's going to pull that to the second baseman, you know, to try and get the the because the the lefty tends to fall off to the third base. It's bag. hard to it's, it's hard to defend bunt. if you if you know what you're doing. It's it it's, really it's is. not it's almost impossible to defend, especially the way teams play him. It's almost impossible to, unless you've got some sort of outrageously gifted left-handed pitcher who, as an athlete who can get if off you're, there. If you're if you're a left if you're a left-handed hitter who's had some challenging at bats against lefties, you know he's he's shown you some weakness with the breaking ball from a left-handed pitcher. And if he's got that weapon where he can do that bunt thing and set it up for the guy standing on the on deck circle, gonna make their team better. He he breaks a lot, Jeff. Like he's hard not to like. You you said this whenever he came here. He's gonna be a fan favorite, and you can see it, right? He's likable, man. Everything everything he does, and you want to tune into him, which is kind of fun too. Hit an opposite field home run. 
today. He didn't do that all of 2022. Managing opposite field home. Yeah, well, it's the stride separating. We talked about his lower half, the way, you know, last year he tinkered with the Diamondbacks. Do I use the leg kick? Do I try and, you know, eliminate my lower half, get my front fit down a little sooner where I can try and level out my bat path and just – it enables me to put balls in play. I think he's eliminated the leg kick, which is going to help him. He's trying to make contact. That's why he's using the entire field, and that's why it's giving him a chance, a little bit better chance against guys that are throwing hard. I mean, that's 98 miles an hour on the black wake. Like, you have to have a good swing. You have to be on time. You have to get off your backside whenever you stride separate. And right now, he's in his sweet spot. Jeff, I got to be honest with you. I like Chappie hitting cleanup, and I like Varsho hitting fifth. I got to be honest with you. I just mm-hmm. think that combo, Varsho's going to come up with traffic on the bases. Sort of simplifies it a little bit for him. Puts a little bit of pressure on that pitcher. Maybe he'll get a cookie down the middle. You know, he is a pull hitter. I know he's going the other way, but he does up the middle to the pull side. So, I think they got something working here. You know, you ride the yeah. hot-handed chap in the clean-up spot. Hopefully, you get the first three guys start getting on base and start driving baseballs. All of a sudden, you're cooking with gravy. 416 I still don't get the cooking with gravy. 416-870-0590, star 591 The Blue Jays beating the Kansas City Royals 4-1 tonight. Two hours and 32 tidy minutes in what appeared, yes. to, be a, it appeared to be a hellacious windstorm. Uh, in Kansas City. The third game of that series goes tomorrow night. 740 is the first pitch on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 590. The fan, Alec Manoa, on the mound against Zach Granke. Shorty in Halifax. Or is it Shanti in Halifax? I've got two here. Shanti. Do you hear me, guys? Shanti? Yeah, I'm right there, okay. boys. All right, just tell me this. Are you, uh, because I called you Shorty. Are you short? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm six foot two. All right. So that's okay. Because I was going to say, if you were short, then I could call you shorty. But it's Shanti in <laughs> Halifax. We were yeah. just talking about Matt Chapman. Perfect timing for you. You want to talk to Kevin about his approach at the plate. Uh, thank you very much. I'm a first-time caller, and I really love your show. So thank I'm just going to say this. Matt, Matt Chapman is like the MVP of the team right now. I don't know what has happened mm-hmm. to him, but he feels like he went from a little guy in a big – dude's body to a big guy in a big guy's body and he believes in himself and now he's just hitting and i don't know what is going on there but it is awesome and i wish i just wish he can sustain that and i just want to ask you guys what has happened to him and who talked to him it's awesome i will uh, i will pass it over to mr barker uh, yeah. And thank you for the call. Well, Troy Tulowitzki, I think, in the offseason was a big deal for him. I think yeah, he and Bo went down cap. and worked out with, uh, with Troy, didn't With Tulo. He? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and I think that's where he's getting a little short toe tap. I, the, the toe tap the last couple of days is shorter. I don't think it's as quick. It's more methodical. You know, that's, that that thing has to be a little bit on time. It's not if it's not so quick, that means he can gather a little bit better on his backside and and you know stand a little bit more straight up and down with his upper half, which is a big deal. Sometimes he gets a little too bent over. That's why he has a little bit more uppercut in his swing than I think he wants to have. His swing's more level, right? He's trying to think right center it's almost like jeff i don't know about you but i've tried to be watching him here he walks up to the plate it's almost like he's picking a spot out right center to aim for and i just think because of the way you see his finish right his front shoulder is sort of headed towards right center his barrel ends up towards right center you have to actually be thinking and looking there for the ball to end up there and 
You know, when you're in the sweet spot like this, if you're John Snyder, again, he's a genius, man. Play the hot hand. I know it's a lefty, and it made it a little easier for him to make that move and switch some guys around. But play the hot hand, and right now he's feeling frisky, and I think he's the right guy for the right spot in the cleanup spot for me anyway. Yeah, and, and let's be clear. We've talked about this. Other than Springer, Bichette, and Guerrero, there's, there should be nothing carved in stone with this lineup. Well, there really shouldn't. If you're the hot no. hand, you're the cleanup hitter. Like sure, you know it, if and frankly, if you want to go a lefty instead of a righty, I'd much rather have Dalton Varsha win than Brandon Belt right now. Given given what I'm seeing from Brandon Belt, and that's the way it's going to be all year. I mean, I, we've talked about this. I think at some point you're going to see Bo Bichette in the cleanup spot. I I, I think you will. Event now every th- show you have to say that. No, don't you? that every that doesn't show. mean that doesn't mean he's going to be there. But you know we you. Basically agreed with me today. It doesn't mean he's going to be there for the rest of the year, but if something happens and Bo's hot and there nothing else makes well, sense, say, I can see them doing it. Say say why you're saying that because you're playing for the big inning. It ain't so much about who's going to get more bats. It's about playing for the giant inning. And if you can yeah. get a couple of guys on and have a better RBI guy like Bo Bichette hitting cleanup in that spot, I think that's sort of what you're trying to say. But right now, Chappie sort of fits the bill, right? He's he's using the entire field and he's hitting line drives all over the place. Well, what better guy to have in the cleanup spot? I was going to make a comment about something else that might be motivating Matt Chapman. But Joe in Toronto wants to join the conversation, and he, I think, is going to make that point for me. He also wants to talk about George Springer. So, Joe, thanks for joining us. You think you might have an idea about why Chat- Matt Chapman is so motivated right now. You, I, I think, like me, you think that maybe the person who spoke to him was Scott Boris, his agent. <laughs> Somebody, I think it's it's actually a number that's got him motivated. I think it starts with a two and followed by oh, a couple yeah. zeros. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not talking hitting two hundred. No. Not this year. No, I was just going to ask you guys about that. If you if you think that, in my experience as a sports fan, I've watched in every league guys uh, hit pay dirt on their contract year, and it just kind of has that feeling to to start out so far with Matt Chapman. I also wanted to ask you guys about Springer. And this isn't really related to this game, but you guys talk a lot about who's going to hit fourth. And I was wondering if there would ever be a situation where George could hit fourth and we could move Kevin Kiermaier up to first, if if that was a situation that could happen. Last thing I'll say is, after we all took turns shoveling dirt on Yusei's grave last year, I just, I, I'm really happy for that guy because he had a rough Absolutely. one this year. And I'm not saying he's back, but it's really nice to see a guy bounce back. And I hope that uh, his buddy in his rotation, Jose, can maybe take a lesson from that. I'll listen off the air. Thanks, guys. Yep. Yeah, well thanks, thanks, thanks for the call, Joe. And, and I mean, Joe's right. And cr- listen, credit to you, Kikuchi, because he's been working on a bunch of stuff. And he won game, but at least he's taking it into the regular season. You know, and, and fair play to him for doing that. Yeah, he's, for me, he's got a lot of confidence, and he's mechanically sound. I, I think those, for me, Jeff, you have to buy in. You have to believe in yourself. And, and you know that's, what else I like? He's got that little – he does a little thing. Pedro Martinez, when he was really feeling it, and he'd strike you out. He'd kind of finish with that little kick. And Kikuchi, now he's a lefty, so it's the other leg. But you watch that. When he unleashes that 97, 98, there's kind of that little, when he's feeling it, that little kick, right? That little kick that finishes off his motion. Yeah, and the point, and the point about Springer moving to the cleanup spot, I, I'm not real sure you want him there. Right, right. He's he's probably one of the guys that you don't really want there. Right now, it looks to me like he's got a little bit of a long swing. He's sort of out and around. That's why you see him hitting the little flares and the pop ups mm-hmm. and the ground balls to the to the right side of the field. 
but that's just probably because, you know, his lower half's just not matched up and, and connected to his upper half. And maybe he's over swinging a little bit. He's trying to get off to a hot start. You know, the, they, they sort of noticed the way the starters have been going here lately. He's probably trying a little bit too hard. I, for me, anyway, I think he's probably the one guy, if most guys are healthy, you don't move. Right, you brought him here, you gave him that amount of money, you want him to punch first. It's sort of that thing, put all the pressure on that starting pitcher in the first inning you can. What better guy to do that with than George Springer? So yeah. probably wouldn't ever see that just unless they had to do it, and I just don't see any scenario that they would have to do that. But, you know, it is no. what it is. They're going to do what – I think John Snyder will tell you, even four games in, Jeff, he'll do whatever. Bringing Jimmy Garcia in the sixth inning – We'll tell you all you need to know about how important these games are early well, in the season for John. Yeah, and and I think you know not, now tonight it was I, I'm sure as the Jays looked at this and kind of mapped it out, it was an obvious time to bring Jimmy Garcia in. Uh, looking at the Royals lineup, that's the part of the lineup that would that would worry me the most. Uh, but but I also think we've seen very early in the year. I I I, I get the impression that in addition to what the Jays have seen from him in games, Kevin, what they've seen from Eric Swanson in spring training has, you know, we talk about circle of trust and all this with managers and, and, Mm -hmm. and I get the sense that right now they have a lot of trust in Eric Swanson. And basically it's almost like Eric Swanson and Jimmy Garcia in some ways are one pitcher. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's yeah. how John's going to use them. I think you might see Swanson sure. before Garcia. Other games mm-hmm. you'll see Garcia before Swanson. And and yeah, it, it's well, it's about to split. It's about to split finger, right? A lot of that uh, case too. Sure, I know a right. lot of. The, well, yeah, top of the order was really right-handed today for Kansas City, so that's why you were seeing basically, you know, you have a two-runner lead. You sort of bring in your eighth inning guy in the sixth inning because the game's important. You want to sort of shut that down. Eighth inning, you bring in Eric Swanson because all the righties, the split finger, the elevated fastball, it's a big deal. He threw a couple of sliders tonight. I, oh, by the way, I got I got to apologize to somebody. Tim Mays, that's hard on him. You were hard on him too, right? It's sort of the tough to watch, right? When he's throwing certain pitches to lefties, he shouldn't be throwing. He's throwing 97. And it looked to me like there were four seamers. I know he's a sinker ball slider guy, but man, that thing looked straight. Boy, it looked hard. He can locate 97 occasionally down and away. I get you thinking. I get you cheating. All of a sudden, now you can get away with a hanger. That's my point. So, hey, I'll be the first guy to say it this year. I apologize, Tim Mesa. You were kind of good today. Yeah, he, uh, you hear managers and pitching coaches talk about pitching with conviction. There and, it is. You got the impression tonight that Tim Mays, uh, that you know, he was he was all about he was about all about his business tonight. Yeah, listen, it, it was it was exactly nobody's panicking, but after what we saw from Chris Bassett and after what we saw from Jose Barrios. It was just nice to have a game that kind of looked and felt like a non-dramatic baseball game. Starting pitcher was good. Defense was good. Again, you got timely hitting, got a home run. Bullpen came in. Everything worked like clockwork. And even Vic Car- even got to see Vic Carapaza get, Carapaza get steamrolled by Araldis Chapman, which I know for Jays fans. I know for Jays fans, because I know where he ranks in the average Jays fans list of umpires. You do not want to see anywhere near the ballpark. Absolutely. I'm sure there were folks out there. Broke a smile. 
and what I, I like, I, and and Aroldis Chapman. The best thing is him, him basically looking like, yeah, who are you? He, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't apologize. No, he didn't he apologize. Got up, he walked off. He got up. He's <laughs> got. I throw I got I throw a hundred and four. You know I I don't. He uh, did I throw hundred and four to. tonight, by the way. I know. And I want you to tell the Aroldis Chapman story tomorrow on Blair and Barker. Absolutely. Don't tell it tonight, but but no, tell no, us absolutely. the Aroldis Chapman story tomorrow on Blair and Barker. Four one. The Blue Jays beating the Kansas City Royals. All's right in the world. Cool. Must win. <laughs> the Jays are two and three. Game three of the four game series goes tomorrow. The numbers to call 416 870 0590, star 591, triple A, triple six, 0590. We're with you right up until 11 o'clock. We'll hear from John Schneider when we come back. And we'll continue to go back to the phone lines. George and Port Dover, don't go anywhere. Promise I'll get to you. It's Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Awesome job by him. Efficient with his pitch count um, around the zone. You know, I think just a few less strikeouts than we saw in spring, but um, just an outstanding job by him. Lined the bullpen up perfectly. He wanted to, but understood it. You know, I think that, you know, it's. I think it's nice to get a guy off to a good start first time through, too. So, um, I love the fact that he was wanting to go back out, but it was um, it was a pretty good discussion. He was he was good with it. There you go. That, my friends, is a man who was looking for a couple of spare quarters in the cushions of the sofa, and then up, ended up finding a wad of one hundred dollar bills stuffed down between two of them. That was John Schneider, manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. A very happy John Schneider. All is right mm-hmm. with the world. You say Kikuchi has arrived. 13 months, 14 months after signing his contract or whatever you say, Kikuchi has shown up. He has delivered. Welcome to the party. The top. 4-1, the Jays beating the Kansas City Royals. Good start for you, say Kikuchi. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the storyline of this game. Lots and lots and lots of stuff going on around the American League East tonight as well. And uh, it's time for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can bet in things like player props, totals, or game outcomes across many, 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 many different sports. 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. Mr. Barker, the Tampa Bay Rays. My Rays. Not only, not only can they, <laughs> your Rays. Not only can they pitch, they can hit. They were oh. down against the But are you ever really down against the Washington Nationals? I, I, I don't, don't know. So. They were down against the Washington Nationals. 10-6, the Rays beating the Nationals tonight. The Philadelphia Phillies, they won't go the entire season without a win. They beat the New York Yankees 4-1. Baltimore beat Texas 7-2. And the Boston Red Sox were beaten by my Pittsburgh Pirates 4-1. So the bet 365 standings. Our Tampa Bay Rays are cruising. They're 5-0. and they could be 11 up by the time they come into Toronto at the end of now. But they do have an easy schedule. The Rays are 5 and 0, the Baltimore Orioles are 3 and 2, the New York Yankees are 3 and 2, Boston is 2 and 3, the Toronto Blue Jays also 2 and 3. Again, Tampa Bay, they have won 5 in a row to start the year. They play Washington tomorrow, make it 6 for the Tampa Bay Rays. 41687 if you disagree with me, 416-870-0590, star 590, one George and Port Dover, you've been patient. I'm going to reward you by turning the show over to you. Thanks for joining us. Well, 
thank you. Thank you, Jeff and Kevin. What a great show you guys have. I love listening to you in the morning. It's uh, great to see you back at two hours, that's for sure. Thank you very uh, much. Listen, it's, it's really a simple thing for me. I mean, I watched Kikuchi and Jansen just be so on the same page tonight. Mm-hmm. It was really refreshing to see. But you know what? It, it, it elevated something to me that, you know, he got Man- Manoa and Barrios. They struggled on their openers. And, of course, Kirky's their catcher. So for good reasons. He was about two and a half weeks late to camp. What do you think, gentlemen? Uh, thanks for the call. Turn it over to, uh, turn it over to Kevin. <laughs> yeah, 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 look, <laughs> I, I know Alejandro I, I, I pre- rapidly turning into your favorite topic. I, pre- I appreciate, I appreciate that, Jeff. Uh, uh, look, I, for me, I, I think that has nothing to do with it. I'm not, I'm not going to blame Manoa's start on, on Kirky. I, I just think that was some, maybe a little overthrowing. Uh, maybe that was the heart rate. The ball was moving a little bit too much, right? It's mechanically glove side, Manoa. Normally it's arm side. That time it was glove side. Just trying to refine, you know, when it goes there, I want it to stay there, not have that tr- dramatic movement. I think that's a little bit of a work of progress. He'll figure it out because he's a really good pitcher. I don't think that had anything to do with Kirky or what Kirky time. I mean, they, he caught every start but one last year from Manoa, so I don't think that have, has any big deal. The Bassett thing, uh, the Barrios thing. Look, Barrios is, is Barrios is on enemy. Like, like uh, that for me is the the thing there is. And we had this conversation th- today, Jeff. I, I think for me, it's about his misses. If his misses can get better and not miss in the middle of the plate, it just seems like his stuff's not good enough. They, it, it's rare that they foul off a good pitch. They hammer that thing somewhere. So I think a Barrios can have some better misses like have some quality misses, right, tougher takes, and have that thing biting a little bit off the plate, not in the middle of the plate, I think he'll be okay. Not saying he'll have a great season, but I think he'll give him a chance to win a lot of the time. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step back. I'm not going to be so tough on him. I'm going to listen to John Snyder and say that first time through the order for the, for the rotation, you let them get their feet wet. This is the first time. Tomorrow's the second time. You should see a better Manoa. You'll see the Gosman that we all love. Hopefully Bassett has everything in line. Is not so needy. Yes, I said it. And can get everything going in the same line and, and you know, have a better start. And I think we'll start seeing that just because it's the flow of the season. And, you know, all the jitters are away and everybody, all the newness is out of the way. Now you're a true Blue Jay. Go out there and start dominating some things, and I think you'll start to see that. Yeah. By the way, uh, I made a I made a deal with Barker that every time he used the word needy in conjunction with Chris Bassett, I was going to give him five dollars. Like, let's just stop it because now you're forcing it. Yeah, I well, give you, you credit. Like I give you credit. Bucks. I give you credit for working the word needy in when we had Schneider with the manager. On, yeah, the manager, and he <laughs> chuckled. I'll give you I'll give you credit for that. You used it when Pete Walker was there. You used it when the pitching coach was on. But enough. And, and now you're starting to try to throw the word in at every, at every opportunity. And, and that's because that's he's that's, a good pitcher. And I, that, that's I'm just, just not on. Poking fun at him. That's just not on. Yeah, listen, I, I, look, I, I'm with you. Alec Manoa, Alec, Manoa will, Alec Manoa will figure it out. I think, if anything, maybe the moment was a little too big for him. I'm just going to say it. Opening day. That's got nothing to do with Alejandro Kirk. I'm not saying that that makes that, that doesn't mean Alec Manoa is going to be a Cy Young finalist or anything. I, I just thought opening day was was uh, was was a little big for him. Again, nothing to do with Alejandro Kirk. Um, and, you know, and, and I mean, yeah, Jose Barrios. I, right now, who could catch him? I mean, you could you could clone you could you could you could. 
take every every all-star catcher of the last 40 years, clone them into one, and you'd still be life and death to get Jose Barrios through uh, five innings. And that and that's and I've I've said this. I, it, at some point, it's up to Jose Barrios. Like, and no, well, no, now it is. I, it's I up think to we're him there. Right I think we're there. It, it, it's up that. to him right now. And this yep. outing tonight, you know, this outing tonight, might give him a little. Uh, you know, you're you're you don't want to be the guy to let the side down. Now you can't. I mean, you can't sit there and go, "Well, I may suck," but you know, look at look at the guy behind me. I mean, you can't. You 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 can't say that anymore. Uh, we do have a John Schneider clip on Dalton Varsho. I want to play it. I thought Dal- Dalton Varsho. He he's been so good in these first five games for the Blue Jays, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of psyched about this because I was all in on this guy when they made the deal. This was John Schneider talking about Dalton Varsho. He's a gamer, man. I mean, you know, opposite field homer, assist and left, bunt hit. Um, kind of what he brings to the table. You know, he can do a lot of different things and um, affects the game in a lot of different ways every night. So. Um, I want to say that's going to be every night for him. It's tough to follow, but it was a really good night. Yeah, that uh, John Schneider talking about Dalton Varsho. I just I, I bring that up because when they made that deal, we heard from people in in Arizona that uh, you know, look, the guy has some flaws. There's some obvious flaws in his game, absolutely. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of folks said, "Hey, um, we're going to really like watching this guy play," and he may be a guy. He, you know, I I heard Buck and 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 Pat talking about it. he he's. He, he's not the guy who's going to show up in the clubhouse with the lampshade on his head, right? He's not necessarily sure. going to be the life of the party. But you talk to him; uh, he is he is a confident person. Like don't don't mistake his quiet nature for a lack of confidence. And I I'm with you. I think he's a guy Blue Jays fans are going to love. I think they're absolutely going to love watching him. Yeah, play. he's 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 one of those guys that doesn't always have to get hits to help you win a baseball game. He could do yes. other things like he did tonight, right? It's running the bases. It, it's just the little things that can help you win a game. It's going first to third, first to home, which is you sounds simple, but when you're trying to win a championship, when you're maybe your offense is not clicking on all cylinders, you got some dudes that can do some things and He's one of those guys that's kind of nice to have the versatility and have all the confidence in the world, right? He just sort of hit the ground running. I, I was the guy, Jeff, put him in the six or seven hole. Let him catch yeah. his breath a little bit. Don't put him in a cleanup spot. All of a sudden, the organization's telling you what they think of him by where they're putting him in the order to start the season and how much confidence they have in him. And I'm starting to go on their side, right? It's He's a fourth or fifth hitter on this team. Until he proves right now, he, he, he certainly is. And, and let's also say this, because there is an element of politics at work here. You did trade the best catching prospect in the game, not named Adley Rushman, not that, not that Rushman's, he's in the majors now, but you did trade the best catching prospect in the game for this guy. Like the, the, there are a lot of people in this organization that have a lot vested in Dalton Varsho. And Dalton sure. Varsha is going to get every chance to be successful. I'm okay with that. Again, I'm okay with that because of what he brings to the table. I'm okay with that because of what I've seen from him early in the year. But, yeah, this is – the Jays really would like Dalton Varsha to have a good year because they, you know, it, it costs them something. It costs them something to bring this guy in. And I think what – you're seeing with Dalton Varsha, though, and this is reflected in the cost that the Jays. I just don't think they have anybody in the organization like this, right? They don't have that left-handed bat who can do all these sorts of things and 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 you know and be, and be a superb defender, go get the ball in, in the outfield. They don't have that guy in the organization, and to have this guy for three years, at least, is yeah, it's huge. It's huge. It, 
yeah, and you don't. He doesn't cost you a lot of money. You can hear it in no. John's voice that he sort of just wants to write his name in a lineup and get out of his way. Right, yeah. right. Just let him go out there and be Dalton Varsho, which is kind of fun to watch. I, I said this remote stopper. You know, he's not he's not an elite player all around, but he does everything really, really good. That's why he's mm-hmm. a remote stopper for me. He's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I can't wait to see what he turns into. And I, I've got to tell you, I am so looking forward to seeing Varsho, Springer, and uh, and Kiermaier in the outfield this year at the Rogers Center. There's going to be some good defense played in that outfield. It's going to be Absolutely. a lot of fun to watch. That's it for us tonight. A winning edition of Blue Jays Talk 4-1. You say Kikuchi, the star of the game, no doubt. A uh, very comforting performance by the Blue Jays left-hander. Next game is tomorrow, 740 on Sportsnet 590 Defend and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Did you know spring is the best time of the year to protect your vehicle from rust? Find out why and book your appointment today at crown.com. Crown, Canada's number one rust protection.